do 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 hello today and yeah i did look hello today um it's um friday august 27th 2 24 right now um in dad's stupid time um anyway that doesn't matter right now so anyway so today we're gonna have the but first segment and then halfway through it daddy is gonna kick me out yeah okay so the first thing in in the but first segment is going to be about my um video that i just edited at 350 56 it's it's a very I found your headphones i'm plugging them in shush it's a very great video it's um five seconds long um and because the next video is called vitra no i am pretty sure why this is only five seconds long was because i started the video and then i was like oh no 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 and stopped the video because i shush I haven't, I hadn't, um, gone into Vitron yet, which changes the resolution, which would have crashed the video. So, that's why it was five seconds. It was very easy to edit. And I'm about to edit another one now, which is why I needed my headphones. Which anyway, that's enough for the but first, into our first segment. Can you guess what it is? Exactly. It's all about me, as usual. Yeah, yeah, so, no, 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 come on. So the here's the dad so kicking you out no, part that you no, previewed earlier. No, I said oh. halfway through the butt first, and you okay you, out of my chair. I finished the butt first, so we will <laughs> we will um, break about dad break break. Okay, we're gonna have a break. Um, then all about me. Okay, out, um, out of my chair. And this break is also going to all be all about me. So basically the break is just out a of my chair. version out, of out this of my segment. Chair. Okay, and it's all about me. So, no. Do, do, do! No! 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 More Alex! Dude. No! No! Do 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 do! Oh. Jet ski! Ah! Okay, no, 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 no! Help me, dude. jet ski! Help me! Dude, I will yes. lock. I will lock yes. you out of the room. No. Come on. Oh. Dude, you're you're on top of the cord. Fix that. Okay, I'm unplugging you now. No! Okay. Come on. Okay. Uh. Okay, let me check the recording. Da da da. Source files. Simba da. Here we go.
Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Friday, August 27th, 2021. It is just before 2.30 UTC as we're starting to record today. I am Sam Minter. 7.28.42. I am Sam Minter and Yvonne Bo is with me again. Hello, Yvonne. It's oh Hello. And uh, yeah, agenda-wise... Pretty much the same as it has been for a week or two. Uh, we're going to do our butt first. Yvonne will have something. I'll have something. And then Afghanistan and pandemic. I mean, there were a few other little things in the news, but those really dominated as they have a lot lately. And so that'll be the topic. Okay. Uh, with that out of the way, um, I guess it's time for our butt first stuff, stuff, stuff. Uh, so. Stuff off? Stuff off. <laughs> I, 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 you know, all I was gonna do was do a book, uh, but Yvonne, I know you have some news. Do you want to go first, or do you want the book first? I'll go. What the hell? Well, it's simple. I got fired. Ow! Ouch! I didn't nap. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, never happened before. I must say. Um, you know, but I, I. I I think the the main reason here, I I don't think that my my boss and I saw eye to eye in how to run a business. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, it 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 it's just uh, I think it it gets a, uh, you know, people have different concepts of how to run organizations. You know, uh, depending on how you have been um. Uh, formed and trained, mm-hmm. and I, I just think that there there just wasn't a, a a a place to meet in the middle about it. Mm. So um, you know, so so they let me go. Um, that hadn't happened before. Um, I don't know. It, it, I you know, I, I see. Maybe because uh, you know I I I I am uh, blessed with uh, you know the fact that you know we we have savings and things and whatnot and uh, you know uh, and a very supportive uh, family, uh, which is good and uh, and friends. I I think it 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 makes it that I I don't I didn't it it made it that I didn't. F- I don't I I did not feel as an emotional of a roller coaster as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um I was just like, well, this is it. Yep. So I just you know finished up. I'm reviewing the paperwork they send me. I'm um, you know, and I just got down to the business of uh of uh of of of, of trying to find trying to find some new work. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I've been around for a long time and made quite a lot of business contacts and so forth and so on. So I think I already have a good, um, number of leads, um, on positions and, and look, look, here's the lucky part. I think that, you know, the moment that, it, that this is happening, like right now is a moment that there is a lot of hiring going on. Mm. So for one, for one perspective, it, you know, and, and people have been having trouble in certain positions finding people. And so therefore it's, you know, I think it may be, you know, that the, that the timing was probably about as, as good as it could have been. If I had gotten like laid off in the middle of the, 
of when the worst of the pandemic, like last year, well, you know, it's like, uh, you know, that would have been, you know, far more difficult. But the fact that it happened like now, um, you know, it, it, it just made it that way. And uh, so, you know, I, I've, I've made a lot of calls and talked to a whole bunch of people and, uh, you know, some things are progressing and we'll see how it goes. I, I mean, I think one of the things that I that I did have to do was uh, um, a lot of people, you know, there were a number of people who worked in the in the organization that they were like surprised and they were like, you know, they were really shocked and they, they were really sad. And I, you know, just to make sure that they, um, you know, I said, look, don't, you know, look, these kind of things happen. Just, you know, make sure to stay in your job, make sure to take care of yourself. Don't worry about me. I'll figure out something or whatever, because there were certain people that were very upset and sad, um, the, take care of, um, those things. And I just wanted to make sure that they, you know, I, you know, there, there's a lot of collateral damage when these things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but you know, I, I mean, thankfully, you know, we have the resources and, uh, you know, to be able to weather a storm. And so, uh, you know, for over the years, and one of the things I make sure is to always be prepared in some way for something like this. And so, you know, uh, in between, you know, all the people that, you know, I'm one, I'm somebody that's always have had to try to make sure that I've had my resume updated, my LinkedIn updated. So it's not like, I, I mean, I've, I've seen people before and, and I, I, I've always told people this advice is like, look, the moment to start scrambling to like build your network on LinkedIn, whatever, is not the moment you got fired. Yeah. Okay. And, and a lot of people make that mistake and not even have a resume ready. Well, okay? I'll, I'll tell you, I'm awful at that. I mean, like. I, for, for, at both things. First, first of all, like I, I actually did update my LinkedIn, like, I don't know, six months ago or so, just because I mm-hmm. realized I'd been at my current job for several years and it didn't have anything about my current job. Um, and so I, I did do that update, but like a lot, turn- a lot of companies right now, you go to apply, like for example, and they will like automatically like, Hey, instead of your resume, it's like, Hey, just looked at your LinkedIn. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and like, and just in terms of networking, I, I am so awful about that. Like, you know, it basically in my head, unless I am forcing myself to do something, which I've occasionally tried to do, but always sort of fallen out of, you know, it, it's out of sight, out of mind. Like if, if you are somebody I worked with several years ago, but you like have moved on to another role, um, I may not even remember your name. (laughs) (laughs) You, you know, and I, I could, I well, could, at least Sam remembers mine. Thank God. You know, okay. You know, if you, if we didn't talk every week, I probably wouldn't remember your name. <laughs> you know, I'd be like, who was that guy that was the loud well, we guy down the hall in time. college? You know, <laughs> you know, uh, we did spend some period of time where we didn't talk for, well, you know what? I'll, I'll take that back. You know, we really spent like weeks or months without having at least trading an email or something. I think that the answer may be no. No, probably not. But, you know, here's the thing. Like, to me, like, it it almost always has to be driven. I'm not good at driving that. If the other person is communicating with me, I will always reciprocate. But, like, I'm very bad at initiating communication. Like, I have a mental block that, like, I mean, you know, if I'm, if I, like, it an out of the blue message to somebody I haven't seen in a, in a few weeks or no few months, few years, whatever. I'm like, that's, that's weird. That's an imposition. Why would I do that? Uh, and, and you know, and 
And I I don't know. I'm just not good at it. And on a social thing, or especially though for work, like I'm bad at this on a social level too. Like there are people that, you know, I I mean, our, our, the rest of our circle from college, I very rarely hear from because, you know, I don't have sort of a thing that makes us talk regularly. But for, well, the thing is that we used to have email threads that we used to carry on. Yeah. We used to have email. We used, we used to have email that we would go back and forth. That does that. That's dead. Um, and we it's we dead, don't. Yeah. And we don't have like um, you know, group chats with that particular group of people. But for work stuff, it's even worse, right? Because like for the most part, I am not someone who like initiate social interactions with coworkers. Like back several jobs ago when I was at Merrill Lynch and I was still single, like various other people and I was in my 20s and most of the people I was Sam working worked with at Merrill Lynch for those of you that didn't know, he worked at amazingly enough. There you go. Yeah, but like th- you know, I was in my 20s, a lot of the people I worked with were in my 20s and they would grab me and say, okay, we're going for drinks after work or whatever. And I would go with them and it was okay, but I would never be the one to initiate something like that. And I, well, you know, in, Sa- in Sam's explanation, I mean, that's kind of like how socializing with, 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 with also happened as well. I mean, yeah. it's not like Sam. Yeah. We, we would always like, okay, Sam, you're coming, you know, get, get, you know, let's go. Just, just let's go. Let's exactly. And, and th- that is the story of me and social interactions from the time I was a small child to the present. Um, like you have to drag me kicking and screaming and I might have a good time. I might not like generally like, you know, things with lots of people just really like, I, I don't deal well with that. Like it, I, it is going to a party is not a pleasant event for me. I don't enjoy that type of interaction. But going let me with- say that there was one. Well, there was one thing that our social interaction. So one thing is that you know us being you know how we are. Okay, basically Fridays was Sam. Let's go to Chili's. Me, me said, come on, <laughs> I, I want to go to Chili's. Yeah, and so we had this. It was so, so so I would just grab Sam and come on, and then we come on. Let's go to Chili's. Okay, you know, come on. So so I, I we like the food at Chili's. Okay, yeah, yeah. The curly fries or whatever. And we like you know, and and we like. Like that kind of repetition it's like oh the same we're like oh, it's like it's heaven okay so perfect so so we had this <laughs> little tradition that sam started where uh you know they have these like pots that have the light on top of the oh, tape yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and sam had this thing we started this thing where you had to swing the lamp okay <laughs> so you had to you had to swing it Okay, it's just yeah. something stupid we did. Just swing the stupid lamp. So Sam would swing the stupid lamp. Okay, you know, or, or, or every time. So so one day we sat at a booth, didn't have one of those on top, and then Sam goes and the, across on the side. There was like it was a booth that was against the wall. He saw that there was a lamp on the other side. He said, "Oh look, there's one over there," and he swung it, and there were people sitting at that table. Oops. <laughs> Yeah. Oops. Um, no, but my point was getting back to the point, like, especially with work colleagues, I'm awful at keeping up with people after I'm no longer actively working with them at just awful. Um, and, uh, like I said, sometimes I've done like little things where I try to force myself to, Hey, like, 
every once in a while, like pick somebody from LinkedIn and just send them an email and saying, how you doing and stuff like, but it feels really awkward to me. And I've really only done it consistently when I am poking around for a job. Uh, but you're right. You need to be doing it otherwise. But I mean, I look at my LinkedIn right now and I scan through the list and I'm like half the people, I have no idea who these people are. And I'm like, where, <laughs> where did I work with them? And to, to be fair, some of them, I honestly, I, I never worked with them and I don't know how they ended up being my contact. Oh, um, what, what, we keep but, getting all those requests, but, but, but like anyway, a lot, a I, lot. Of, and usually I turn the, like, if I, if I get a request from somebody I don't recognize, I turn it down. But I think at some point, maybe I said yes to some of those. I don't know. But like, even of the ones where, when I look at the, history and say, oh, okay, we were both at this job in these set of years. And so we obviously must have worked together during that time period. And then I'm like, yeah, still have no idea who they were. <laughs> well, look, I think that uh, it's one of those things where obviously I have a lot of connections that people that that ask me to be connections that yeah. I don't really – some that I, I, I don't know. They, they they just, you know, they may be associated in industry. But I, I will say that, that, look, there is the LinkedIn circle. The, those are the more, more distant ones. But I have a lot of people that I uh, – you know, that I normally interact, that I've worked with, okay, that I've made friends with uh, over the years, or I did business with over the and, years, and, okay? And frankly, you've had jobs where keeping that professional network is actually part of the job, right? Yes, yes, that is correct, and, yes, and, because it's like, yeah, and it's I like, for example, I mean, I, I, I manage, you know, like, there was a company that we were a reseller of the products that it wasn't even a, cup, uh, uh, you know, customer inside, it, you know, it wasn't a uh, uh, an it wasn't an employee of our company. It was another company that we did business with. And so, you know, because it was another company we did this business with, this wasn't like a colleague relationship. This was a, a different type of relationship. And, you know, and we had common interests like in race cars and other stuff or whatever. So, you know, we, we, we were friends, you know, and, uh, you know, we don't do business anymore together, but, uh, you know, we've been to races together. You know, we went to a Formula One race together. We've been to other things together, you know, like that. So, you know, we so yeah we we've made uh, we made friends that way because because of that so um you know some other people a, a lot of people that i worked with over the years and uh you know especially when i traveled in latin america that we i got to spend a lot of time with them and i visited their houses and their family and know their wives and their kids and you know all these people and you know we we got to be you know friends over you know 10 20 30 or some former uh, colleagues of mine employees of mine uh you know uh it, it, so i've been you know and these are people that you know we met uh i mean like there's one person that's probably one of my best friends maybe we only worked together like a very short amount of time but you know we got to be friends and we talk all the time now for 20 plus years later mm -hmm. but I will say this, that, look, there is there is a difference between acquaintances and friends. I mean, right. the people I, I'm, I'm calling, like, right now, for the most part, are people that, you know, it, it's just people that I am, like, some that I am very close friends with, okay, all right? So there's a couple of those. But others that I had good relationships with that I talked every once in a while, whatever, but we always had a good relationship, okay? So there is that second tier. But those people, you know, it, it's just because we've always been, like... um you know, we always had, uh, we, I guess there's a certain, what I, what I found is that there was a certain level of appreciation for, for me, for stuff or whatever, uh, you know, the recurring thing that people would say is like, I, you know, 
Yeah, my wife was on the phone because she knew some of these people, and they were saying, you know, they were telling my wife, it's like, look, you're, you you need to understand, your husband is a very good man. He will be able to, you know, <laughs> people will want to help him. Okay, so don't worry. And so everything's okay because they were trying to get her to, to, to because my wife was freaking out more than probably anybody. And so, uh, but they were telling her, look, don't worry. But you know, people want to help your husband because your your husband's always been a good man, and you know, people want to help him out. And the truth is that that's proven to be the. The case. Uh, I, I don't know if Sam will say that I've been a good person. I don't know. I I, I guess yes, but you're a good person, Yvonne. I, I try my <laughs> best. You know, um, I, I mean, I, I and I always try to. I, I mean, I don't help people with the intention that I want to, to you know, of, of me getting something in return ever. But it's good that because I've always cared about people that 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 uh, a lot of people have realized that, and you know, I, I needed something, and they were like. You know, they've been very willing to help out as well. So I, that's very gratifying to know that uh, at a moment of need, the, the people are, are are there. Because I, I think you hear a lot of people sometimes complain that they're a moment of need and, and nobody's there for. But but you know what? I did pick up the phone. Lots of people and they were like, they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, 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 and not just say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they did. They took real actions to, to, right. to help as well. So, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so, I you know, uh I I know you'll land on your feet. It'll work out well. Uh, you'll probably be happy for the change once it comes in place. So uh, all good or not good, but it will be good. It yeah, will be good. It will. I think it'll eventually pan out. You know, it's like it's a very interesting thing, though. I'll tell you what. You know, after having like being on a job like the one I was, I mean, I was just bombarded with like messages, yeah, stuff, or whatever. Right now. It's been, it hasn't been that long, but it's been like, you know, like about 36, barely 36 hours. The quiet is a little bit eerie. I gotta admit. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I gotta say that that part is just, you know, uh, nothing blew up, you know, really? I'm not getting a message? Oh, okay. (laughs) So yeah, I'm not getting all those uh, uh, messages with shit blowing up. Yeah anymore so there you go um and oh, be- well. before we move on to to my topic uh, i did want to add one additional thing one i know i know there are some of my ex-co-workers who listen to this podcast and so i just wanted to say <laughs> matt and john and mark i actually do remember you and remember who you are <laughs> thank god <laughs> And and thank you for listening to the show. Uh, and if there and hey, and if I'm bad at keeping in touch, uh, I really apologize. And feel free to reach out. I would love to like chat sometime. You know, we could have a little Zoom, like a little Zoom with the, you know, either one on one or with a bunch of us from back then, and and chat about things. Um, and if there's anybody else out there who's listening to this show who knew me in person in the past, but we haven't spoken for years, hit me up. I'm, I am awful at this. I'm awful at initiating it. Uh, but you know, I'd love to chat, you know, and have a little conversation and whatever. So, you know, and, and if anybody has any tips as well for like, for people like me, where it does not come naturally at all to how to keep in touch with people that are not sort of actively like I, you know, I have to force myself to 
not force myself. That's not the right word. But like, you know, I talk to my dad maybe once every month or two because he's across the country and I, we have to remember to sort of set appointments to chat. Right. Um, and you know, if, if you're not in my direct family and in my house and I see you every day, or if you're not somebody I work with that I'm, you know, at now it's not in person, it's trying, it, you know, it's, it's online communication, but if you're not somebody I work with every day, then I just don't have something in my brain that sort of automatically fires and says, hey, I should talk to this person because I haven't talked to him in a few months or a few years. If, if anybody has any tips to sort of keep those sort of things going in an it, you know, when when it doesn't come naturally to you, I'd love to hear. I don't know. People just co- people just pop into my brain to do to to do so. So I I, that's, I I don't know. It's like, oh look, I haven't talked to whatever. Let me give them a call. Boom. Yeah. See, so like that much- thought would never enter my head. Like if they haven't called me, like it, it, I would never even I would never even realize that. And if I did, by the time I did, I'd be like, oh, I haven't talked to them in a decade. It would be really awkward to call them. <laughs> No. And so I will. Well, I mean, usually I don't go a decade without talking to people, but you know, but, but, uh, you know, I will say that if I, if, if that log has elapsed, then, uh, you know, that, yeah, I, that, that, that'd be a little bit awkward. But, see, uh, see, the but, thing, but, the but thing but is, if it goes a week, then the next step is a decade. Like it's already gone. It's, <laughs> Well, I, I, I guess I, I think quite, based on, on what close. you've said, and I think this is probably accurate, probably the reason I always talk to this because I just always called you. Yeah. Exactly. Probably. And and, so, and like, okay. it, and when there was email going back and forth, I'd reply to the email when I got to it and stuff like that. But like, yeah, no, like if, if there was not an excuse, I probably would not have called you, Yvonne. I just don't do that. Right. I, I just, for anybody, not for my relatives, not for my friends, not for anybody. I, I, just, I think th- if I recall, the one time that you did call me was when you got, when you were getting evicted or something. <laughs> I think you did call me. I, I might I'm pretty have, sure. I might have called you. Like, so now that you mentioned it, I have to say, well, what was happening was I was paying my rent, but I had a pattern going where I would consistently pay my rent about a week late, late, we, a week or two late. And yes. I would always pay the late fee. Like, so I, I was, the way I was looking at it is, hey, not only am I paying you every month, I am paying you extra every month. I'm paying like an extra hundred bucks a month every month. You should be freaking happy. Well, they weren't happy. <laughs> so, uh, so the, I got a notice on my door. I, I probably called Yvonne and was like, what the hell? And he said, a lawyer. I called a lawyer. Uh, the lawyer sent them, a, you know, sent them a letter saying, "Hey, here's everything he owes, and we will set up automatic payments going forward." And they were like, "Okay, that's fine then." And you know, I didn't have to go anywhere. And I set up automatic payments, and it was never an issue again. Yes, there you go. <laughs> you know, but but really, they should have been happy. <laughs> well, obviously, they were not. Yeah, but again. They should have been happy. I was paying them extra. <laughs> I mean, really? Come on. Anyway. <sighs> okay. Okay, my turn. Right, so we went a, a, little, a little extra there. Um, and again, good luck, Yvonne. You'll do fine. We'll figure it out. We'll get some. Okay. So my turn. Uh, it is a book, as I mentioned. Uh, and I, I, I think I previewed last week. This book is Salman Rushdie's very first novel. 
from 1975. So this is before he was famous. This is before the Satanic Verses, which, uh, you know, basically blew up and uh, was a novelization about the life of Muhammad. And uh, because of that, uh, all sorts of fundamentalist Muslim organizations uh, put out like fatwas on him to go kill him. Right. Uh, So this was well before that. Um, Okay. And I'll tell you a little bit about the novel in a minute. But first, here is the thing that I have been waiting to say on the show since I finished reading this book in March. Actually, strike that. Since I started reading this book, like, a lot earlier than that, okay? Yeah. Is that for the first time in my life, I now fully understand why these people wanted to kill this guy. Okay. This has got to have been, like, the worst thing I've ever read in my life. <laughs> so, so it's just because the book was bad? Oh my god, this was horrible. Well, not, it, it was horrible, but it was horrible in a way that, like, okay, let, 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 let me, here are some highlights from the first part of the book. Okay. There and some of these were there were dream sequences in here. One of the things is you know it was sort of one of what was real, what was a dream, whatever. It was all sort of mushy. But the, okay, there's one dream sequence where he crawls up, he he shrinks and crawls up inside his sister's vagina and uterus. And is, like, crawling around doing stuff inside his sister. Okay. Okay. Fairly early on. There is another scene where he rapes an elderly woman. This this is the main character of the thing that you're supposed to be sympathizing okay. with. Okay. Um, there is another place... I mean, are you supposed to be sympathizing with, or is this just the main character? Well, he's the main character. He's flawed. He's got some good. He's got some bad. He's whatever. But like, there's there's another place where there's extended multi-page sex scene between two decrepit old elderly people. And look, I don't mind sex between elderly people. You know, it's okay. You know, elderly people can be sexual too. But mm-hmm. this, the, 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 the pages and pages that was spent on this was all sort of like concentrating on the, the grossest ways they could talk about it as possible. And then just, you know, those were, those were just a few of the things that stood out in my head immediately. But there was all kinds of things where it's just like, you're reading it and you're like, oh, really? Did they have to go there? There was no need for that. And, you know, it's trying to be all like, it's sort of, it's all supposed to have some higher level meaning or something. And I will admit that it got a little bit better towards the end of the book, but a little bit better was still pretty bad. Um, and, but look, here, here's, um, here is a, a quote from the Wikipedia page just to give you an idea of the kind of thing that was trying to be that this thing was trying to do, right? Okay. 
Further, in Grimus, the habits that communities adopt to prevent themselves from acknowledging multiplicity gain allegorical representation in the Way of K. The Way of K may be seen as Rushdie probing the Rousseau-influenced theories of man and society that influenced much post-18th century Western travel writing and the modernist-influenced literature of 1930s England in particular. In light of this... We can see Rushdie as having produced what Linda Hutchinson terms a histiographic novel, that is, novels that explore and undermine concepts of stable cultural origins of identity. Um, and it's like, just tell a nice story, maybe? <laughs> you know, because there was so much where it's like, you're reading a page and you're like, oh, the author's trying to make some kind of metaphysical point about the relationship between fiction and reality or something. And I'm like, why? It's not enjoyable. It's obtuse. It's like, get, and it's just, and there's tons of that over and over again. And it, oh, my impression on almost every page was this is a guy who's trying too hard. Uh, he's trying to cram too much in here. He's trying to be offensive for the sake of being offensive. He's trying to make these make it all intellectual and whatever, and uh, you know, trying to make these allegorical points or whatever. You know, a, a, another bit from you know uh, from the description: uh, a ramshackle surreal saga based on a 12th century Sufi poem and copiously encrusted with mythic and literary illusion. And, and then it says it nosedived into oblivion amid almost universal critical derision. So I am not the only one who hated this thing. <laughs> okay, so a lot of people hated the book, but, you know. Yes. But, but just because the book sucks is not a reason to kill the guy, so. <sighs> Look, I, I am not saying go out and kill Salman Rushdie. That, that is not my point here. Okay. All right. So we have established here clearly that you're not just because you really think his book is really, really bad. You don't think that it justifies killing him. I am not advocating the death of this man. What I am saying, however, is for the first time, I understand the impulse. And if you add to this, if you, you know, like this one was about, like, he also tried to, like, do all kinds of, and I guess this is something he does in some of the other writing, too, like, mishmash all kinds of world cultures together and, you know, try to do, like, there's a little bit of American Indian here, and there's a thing here, and there's a thing here, and he's mishmashing them together. But I can see, like, if he did the same kind of, and I, I have not read the Satanic Verses. Right. But if the Satanic Verses are anything like this, I can certainly see why devout religious people would get upset about him giving this kind of treatment to someone they considered holy. Okay. You know, and, and but, you know, aside from all that, it was just bad. It was just bad. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, so thumbs down. Oh, no, thumbs up. This is wonderful. Everyone should read it. No, no, of course it's a thumbs down. This was, th <laughs> like I said, this was like one of the worst things I've ever read in my life. I, I mean, it was, and, and I, let me be clear, actually. I say read, um, was this, let me make sure. Did I, <laughs> I think it was an audio book, actually. Uh, no, no, this this actually was an audio book. But, uh, I, you know, so I did not 
read the words on the page. I listen to it as, as an audiobook. But just to give you an idea, um, the audiobook was 13 hours long. And it took me 586 days to get through it. So I averaged 1.3 minutes a day. Um, because, frankly, like, I had to force myself to keep listening. I kept thinking... <laughs> it was that bad? I, I, I like, you know, I, 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 I would... You're like... The, this started back when, you know, we were still, like, in the office, right? Like, before, before COVID oh, and everything. Barely. But it started before then. Um, in terms of, well, actually, I, yeah, I started this in August, 2019. I finished in March, 2021. Okay. And I would be leaving home on the commute, which is usually when I would listen to audiobooks, and I'd be like, okay, I will force myself to listen for 10 minutes and then I can turn on something else, but I will, <laughs> I will, I, I will listen to 10 minutes and just to work my way through this thing. Um, and obviously I didn't do it every day cause, cause I averaged, you know, less than two minutes a day. Uh, but yeah, I, I, and I know most people would be like, okay, I hate this. I'm done. I am a glutton for punishment. I finished the stupid thing. Um, and you know, the, the other part of it, I, I, I should say is also like, I like sort of plot driven kinds of things. This was a lot sort of in the head of the main character. I mean, there was a plot, but it was kind of thin. There were things that happened. And also, you know, I, that description I read said it was surreal. I've read a few things that are described as surreal and I universally hate them. I, I don't like that sort of, um, take on things like where, you know, it's unclear sort of what's real, what's not, what's dream, what's, what's, you know, anyway, it, 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 it was a freaking mess. And I, I recognize maybe there's some people who like that kind of stuff in general, but judging from, you know, the Wikipedia summation of the reviews, uh, this was the case of, you know, Hey, it's his first novel. He was trying to do a bunch of stuff. He largely failed at it. Lots of people hated it. Um, and then he went on to do more stuff and presumably his artistry got better. So I, I don't actually want to judge. Like I, I, like I said, I haven't read the satanic verses. I haven't read his more recent work. Maybe a lot of it is a lot better. Um, but I feel like I, this general genre of trying to do this kind of stuff, trying to be surreal, trying to have layers and layers of allegory uh, is just something that turns me off and I don't like it. So there you go. Well, that's, that's my, that's my review of Grimus or maybe it's Grimace. I don't think it's Grimace. That's the big purple guy from McDonald's. How do you spell it? G R I M U S. Hmm. Hmm. But could be yeah. either way. Tough call. Yeah, I, I, you know, I would have preferred if it was a novel about the big purple guy from McDonald's. <laughs> Jeez, that's really bad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that, that's it. That's all I got. Um, and, uh, yeah. And next, next up, next time I do a media review, it will be the 1970 movie, Tora, Tora, Tora. Oh, okay. I have watched that. So. Anyway, that'll be next. I don't know if it'll be next week or many weeks from now. Whenever I do media, it'll be that one. In the meantime, let's take a break. And when we come back, uh, Afghanistan. Back after this. 
Afghanistan. Indeed. In Indeed. Do do do. You're supposed to say do do do. Do do do. Alex Amzala. Alex Amzala is awesome. Its videos are fun. And today, once again, we have one of our most loyal subscribers here to tell you how awesome Alex Amzala is. I'd say on a rate from 1 to 10, Alex Emsla is awesome at, I don't know, 37, 82. He's pretty radical. His videos are phenomenal. They're full of creativity. And they're, and they're so funny and exciting to watch. Wow, what happened to your voice then, Amy? Was that dad pretending to be you? Because the audio was distorted when it really wasn't? Because... I told him to? Yes! Good job on remembering, Dad. Do, do, do! And we are back, and it's time for Afghanistan, so... No, you're supposed to say do, do, do! No, those are for drop-ins, not for the beginning and end of segments. It's for every transition. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Do, do, do comes out of the very beginning, very end. Okay, shh. Everywhere. Okay, we are back, and it's time to talk about Afghanistan, and I guess since we last spoke, Yvonne, things started to look better for a while. It looked like the U.S. had control of the airport, they surged a bunch of troops in, they were getting a bunch of people out, uh, as compared to when well, we talked last... Well, they've been getting, on average, almost like 20,000 people out a day. I mean, they've yeah, been getting, as, like, a ton of people, yeah. As compared, you know, last time we talked, like... The situation was utter chaos at the airport, right? But now it's right. gotten a bit better. Well, I, I think it had started to get better last week's show. But it started to really accelerate and a lot of progress is being made. Yeah, yeah, it, it had started to get better last time we talked, but a lot of progress was made. And then there was a bombing. Yep. And then things were thrown back into chaos again. And there was question anyway whether the Biden administration was going to get beat was going to be able to get out everybody they wanted to get out by the deadline on the 31st. There was talk about that. And now uh, with this, uh, you know, it, apparently it was a suicide bomber at one of the gates of the airport. La last update I saw, there were at least 60 dead, many more injured, and at least a dozen of those were, uh, at least a dozen of the dead were American soldiers. Um, and I, I imagine by the time you even listen to this, those numbers are going to go up. Um, and this so why you don't disagree over things and instead of just agreeing on something, deciding to explode things. That's why you don't do that. So anyway, with all of this going on, um, you know, people are now talking about, um, you know, how can the... How can they possibly get any more people out? Uh, yeah, not any more people, but, uh, you know, the, the, be, between the Taliban and this explosion and everything else, uh, the people who want to leave the country can't even get to the airport. Uh, there's questions about, you know, how long, you know, will we still get out on the 31st? Will we have to extend? If we do extend, how will that work? Uh, Biden's still trying to go for the 31st. He has promised that there will be retaliation of whatever sort against the people who put it, who did this attack, who, by the way, appear to be an ISIS offshoot, not the Taliban. 
Um. No, how you solve problems like this is to get the other side to be calm, not attacking them. Okay. Um, so Yvonne, I don't know what, what, what do you think of where we are now? It seems like the situation, despite the short period of time where it was looking like it was heading in a, if not good, at least an okay direction, uh, then that seems to have been reversed. Well, look, I, I'm, I'm reading like right now to New York times and seeing a, a quote from, uh, General McKenzie, uh, uh, that I think is in, in charge of. Uh, what's going on there and what he said what, what, this is what he uh, he said that a few hours after the explosion we are continuing uh, quote we are continuing to bring people into the airport general mckenzie told reporters at the pentagon from his headquarters in tampa the plan is designed to operate under stress so basically despite the fact of the catastrophe that 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 fell um they're not stopping right they 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 you know um I mean, it's it's a it's a horrible attack. I mean, you know, yeah, there were thirteen American soldiers killed, but there were a hell of a lot more Afghanistan Afghani uh, uh, Afghan. Wait, which one am I using? Afghan. I I I, I saw somebody put put this. The people are Afghans. Afghanis are the currency of the country. So it is. You should not say Afghanis. It's Afghans. Okay. All right. So go. Okay. So, so that's why. I, so Afghans uh, that that were hurt and killed. Yeah. I mean, these people really were. This is this is definitely something that targeted them a hell of a lot more than than um, than us. And my question about this is, given what's going on, is since this wasn't even the Taliban. I mean, what the hell is going to be the security situation here after this is gone? I mean, holy shit. Yeah, security is going to be bad. I mean, there's there's no way around that. I mean, the the obviously the old Afghani government is gone. It dissolved in minutes, it seems. Uh, the Taliban uh, has is 20 years out of practice of actually providing sort of governmental services. And, you know, although, although apparently they did it in a number of small towns and things like that, but I, they, they are going to have to ramp up and figure out what they're doing. And uh, I'm not sure we'll like what they do, uh, but in the, in, until they do whatever they're going to do, it's going to be chaos. I mean, they're already sort of, sort of in control, but kind of, sort of, whatever. Um, and it, it's going to be a mess. I mean, it, you know, and it's still unclear. Like the Taliban is saying they they don't want to let Afghanis leave. Afghans. They don't want to let Afghans leave um, because it looks like they're worried about brain drain at this point. Because, right. you know, everybody, you know, all of the professional class is trying to get out of there. You know? Right. Um, and they're, and they're going to need those people to help run the country. Um and so they're not giving a message of just, oh, of course, anybody who wants to leave can leave. And you don't even have to worry about them, you know, Americans, because commercial service will resume normally in two weeks. And, you know, anybody who wants to leave can leave. No, they're not giving that message. They're, they're actively trying to stop people from leaving as well. At least it seems that way. 
Well, I think one one of the problems with this whole thing, right, is that uh, you know they're trying to do it under the the, the you know uh, what seems to be like a point of a gun. Uh, you know, a, a lot of people have said that they've been threatened yeah. by, uh, you know, uh, to be executed, uh, you know, by people unknown, whether it's directly uh, the government or just, you know, other people. Well, there is no real government yet. I mean, they, they haven't actually stood up a government. Well, but there are there there are there are a group of people in, in leadership with which, for example, uh, Pompeo met with 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 not Pompeo, Jesus Christ, Pompeo, not Pompeo. No. no. What's our new Secretary <laughs> of State? Jesus Christ, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. To- it wasn't the Secretary of State. It was our head of, it was the head of the CIA who met with the Taliban. Head of the CIA. I'm sorry to to whoever is the current head of the CIA that I just called him that name i i i I sincerely (laughs) deeply apologize okay i i saw a picture of him today but i don't remember i remember his face but i don't remember his name oh jesus his name is william burns william burns okay yes sorry william for having you confused you with that asshole um uh look I, i know that he went there and met with whoever is claiming to be in charge at this point. So so even though there might not be an official government stood up, there's certainly certain people that are calling the shots, okay, to a certain extent. Yes, that is absolutely true. And so, you know, I, I you know, the the whole thing is that until those people get a grip on the situation and assuage uh the fears of a whole bunch of people, you know, people are going to be running scared. And, and again, it's completely unclear that that's going to happen at all. I mean, they may reinforce the fears. Well, I've heard certain. Well, exactly. I mean, that, that that's exactly right. Well, I mean, I heard like, for example, what the heck was it? Somebody going and like saying to women not to venture outside because Taliban soldiers were not trained on how to deal with women. Yeah, we're, we're not trained how to respect women. Yes, the, exactly. Uh, you hear this and I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, for real? Yes, and uh, they they've given uh, additional guidance. I heard earlier today on um, if women are planning on traveling alone, they need to have a chaperone, a male chaperone. Which, by the way, does not sound like traveling alone. Right, that's their definition of traveling alone. <laughs> the fuck. It, 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 it's it's going to be a mess. I feel like it's going to get worse before it gets better. We're going to have a, a potentially very rocky next week. Um, and, you know, maybe this one attack is the worst we're going to see, and it'll be clear sailing for the next week, and then we'll be out next Tuesday, and we will have gotten out everybody who wants to get out. But I don't think so. It feels like it's going to get worse before it gets better, and if we stick to our timetable and we're out next Tuesday, there are going to be a lot of people left behind who arguably, you know, we should have taken. Yeah. Well, I'm not sh- well, I'm not sure, given the sheer number of people that we're evacuating every day. I mean, because I'm not sure what the target of people it is uh, that we're trying to evacuate. Well, yeah, and that that's a that's a moving target as well and depends on who you talk to. I mean, like right. on the one hand, is it just all Americans or is it all Americans plus these people with the SIV visas or is it all of that group plus anybody else who helped us or or do you add, you know, female journalists or uh or just generally speaking, 
people who are women who are active politically? Um, or do you include everybody who will have a negative experience under the Taliban? You know, depending on how far out you expand that circle, you're talking about vastly different numbers of people. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, that, I guess that's the thing. I mean, this seems to be like a moving target. And so until that's really clear, then, then who knows? Well, I don't think it'll ever be clear. I think it's going to be, we're going to get out whoever we're going to get out. Um, and they're probably trying to sort of say, you know, let's get out as many as we can by next Tuesday. Right. And, and whoever we didn't get, sorry, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Um, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. So I guess the, the next part is, uh, how, how do we think Biden's been handling this? I know today, uh, he had a news conference and some stuff. I'll, I'll be honest. I was, I was at work the whole time. I didn't watch. I don't know if you had a chance. I know you were on phone calls all day too. Look, I, I think I, this unfortunately is a situation that anybody who had decided to do this was going to be facing a shit show. And so Biden decided to take the shit show on and just say enough. This needs to be over. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, I, I, you know, I go back and I think, okay, so if the decision was that we needed to get out, if the decision was that we, we weren't going to stay, and uh, could anybody have done any better given the information that you knew? Um, because one of the things that was said was, well, we should have started evacuations earlier. And they were like, well, if we did, all we were going to do was cause a panic. And so how would that have helped? Right. And so it's it's complicated. And so I I I I just I don't know if anybody else I I you know we could say whatever the hell we want to say about this, but um I really don't know if anybody could have been better. But he has definitely taken a beating because of this, and. Unfortunately, it's a bad, it's a bad incident. And I, I I think, but, but I, I do really believe that this is one of those things that anybody who had to wind up pulling the trigger on doing this damn thing is going to get the, take the brunt of this mess. You understand what I'm saying? I I mean, look, I, 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 I think I agree. I mean, um, you know, certainly if we saw this kind of thing happening under, if Trump had still been president and he was pulling out in the same way, you know, all of the people saying Trump would have done it better. Oh, come on. Bullshit. You know, he would have had no, all, all no. the same issues, if not worse. Um, and we would be criticizing that, too, just like we're criticizing yep, as well. You know, we're criticizing Biden here, too. Like, I, I don't want to make excuses. This is a horrible mess. However, I think you're right that there's no way to do this that wouldn't be. A horrible mess. Right. You know, right. and the alternative was let's stay in here forever. Right. And, you know, 
the public was had had stopped supporting that a long time ago and Biden had been on the record of wanting to pull out of there you know since he was Obama's vice president right you know so he's executing on it and yes it's a horrible mess and yes there are going to be all kinds of side effects that are negative and it it, it it if you are in Afghanistan and you're stuck here after this and you're not already a Taliban sympathizer you may be in for a really rough time i saw a couple things talking about sort of Kids who were born after 9-11 and the only Afghanistan they've ever known is the Afghanistan that was essentially under uh, a a protective umbrella by the United States that sort of kept away the Taliban and the worst of these uh, things and how much of a shock this change is going to be to them or or already is, Mm. Um, you know, but... uh, yeah, I, 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 yes, Biden is taking the hit for this. Uh, I'm looking at his approval ratings right now. Now they were just to be clear, Biden's appro- job approval situation has been slowly deteriorating all the way since the beginning of his presidency. You know, right? Uh, it, it sort of started off really high and is sort of. You know, his disapproval has been increasing and his approval has been going down ever since the beginning. But it has really accelerated in the past few weeks as this Afghanistan stuff has been playing out. Um, and so for, you know, the two of them we look like, look at, the RCP average um, actually flipped negative. So his disapproval is higher than his approval for the first time in his presidency. Um, 538's version of it is not quite there, but is right on the verge of that and could be any minute now with the next poll that's released. Um, and that'll be the first time in his presidency that he's had disapproval higher than approval. Um, and will it last? Will it not last? I mean, you certainly see like, you know, all, all sorts of people. Well, you know, I was going to say some stuff about Republicans, but I'll, I'll go further than that. Like even the, like even like MSNBC or something where you think of it as sort of, you know, the Democrat alternative to Fox news almost like they, they, they wear their, their, you know, the fact that they don't like Trump on their sleeves and that they were pushing for Biden to succeed. Like, yeah, they talk about that openly, many of the hosts on there. Um, and, but even if you flip on MSNBC, they are hammering over and over and over again how much of a disaster this is and could Biden have done something better? And they're interviewing people who are talking about how uh, they, you know, maybe we should have kept people in or, you know, maybe we should have kept Bagram Air Base or this or that or whatever. And talking about, you know, uh, basically they've been hammering Biden for two weeks now, even on the news outlets that traditionally would be sympathetic to him. Well, it's been a shit show. I mean, this this thing. So, yeah, I mean, fortunately, yeah. Now, and, and you know, you, you had said, and I had somewhat agreed uh, that, you know, the way these things go, and I heard a lot of people talk about this, it wasn't just you and me, that the public's attention span is very short. And 
a few weeks from now, let alone by the time we get to the 2022 or 2024 election, everybody will have moved on. Oh, this will be no, nobody. Listen, I will tell you that by November right now, they, 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 they forgot. Because that's how, listen, that, it, it, that's how short people's memories are now about any of this shit. Well, and look, there was, I saw people posting Google charts that already interest in Afghanistan peaked a week and a half ago and was going down. Yeah, that's right? what I figured. You know, I think the answer to that question, though, is going to depend highly on how the rest of this goes, right? Well, if it's all, listen, if this thing is over and we're out and whatever, then that's it. That's the, that's the big deal is, is it over? Is it over? Like, does does Biden actually com- successfully complete the pullout in the next week or maybe even extend it another week or so? Um, and then, you know, it just fades from the headlines. Or do we somehow get sucked into a situation where, you know, Biden has committed to get the last Americans out. And so even after next week, we're still trying to do operations here and there to like rescue certain people and, and it drags out for months Um, or there are several more mass casualty events Um, or, you know, you know, what, what some of the, you know, people who've been advocating to stay in forever say, you know, hey, as soon as we're gone, you know, the terrorist training camps are going to come back and they're going to use them to organize an attack against American interests elsewhere. Like if we have a big attack somewhere else and it turns out, oh, yeah, that was planned in Afghanistan, then, of course, people are going to make hay out of that. Yep. 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 So, I mean, there are a lot of variables here until in terms of how this goes. I think Biden's calculus here is that first of all this was an unsustainable thing we could not just stay there forever right so we had to get out and yes this is painful yes this is awful but you have to rip the band-aid off you have to do it yep yep and then yes there will be a lot of negative consequences especially if you're one of the people left behind in afghanistan but for the most part things will sort of settle into a new normal after a few months. And like we said, people's memories are short and it won't be the top thing on the agenda and there'll be other things going on. Um, and you know, we'll be out. I mean, you know, people have pointed out like this attack today, uh, was the largest single day loss of life of American troops in Afghanistan since 2012. Wow. Jesus. That's a long time. Yeah. So if, if, if you see like, like you can imagine, you can spin a lot of worst case scenarios of how the next couple weeks could go and what the ongoing impression this leaves on people about Biden depends on how that turns out. Right. I mean, if it goes really South, really badly, really fast, then might there be lingering, uh, effects of this on, on his approval and political power for the rest of his presidency. Absolutely. Uh, if we kind of, if we, if the, if to, if the bombing was an aberration and we get back to getting people out very, very quickly and get almost everybody out, if not everybody out who, you know, was on the sort of priority lists, um, then maybe they can even spin it as a success in the end. I don't know. 
it's I don't know. It's like, I, I don't know. It's hard to me. I mean, I, I will say to me that if the job's done, it's done. Saying it's a success, it's, that's a that's a that's a, that's a lot more. I mean, I, I just in, in, in the end, it is clear it is clear that the twenty year engagement in Afghanistan failed in most of its objectives. I mean, the one thing that you could that some of the people who support it uh, potentially point to is while we were in there, we stopped Afghanistan from being a place where people were planning attacks on America. Right. Um, but you can look at that and say, well, yeah, but they just did it somewhere else. Right. You know, did it, did it really help in the long run? And oh, by the way, 9-11, even though Osama bin Laden was in Afghanistan, most of the planning for September 11th, 2001 was done in Germany. Mm. For those of you who don't remember, you know, the are we not, can we invade Germany? Oh, we did that already. Yeah. I mean, the, the conspirators who were involved in that were mostly from Saudi Arabia and they did most of their planning in Germany. Uh, and they trained in Florida for God's sake. So, so we don't invade Germany again. Uh, where are, we're still there. We don't have to invade. Well, We're st- we have we've never left. Oh, we've never left. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't I don't know what else to say. It, it's a mess. It's gonna be a mess. It's gonna be the n- next few weeks have the potential to be awful. Um, and for those left behind, the next few years have the potential to be awful. Um, but I don't know, like. Once Biden had made the choice that he wanted to get out, he agreed with Donald Trump that, and this is one of the few places where they agree, right? That he agreed that we needed to get out, that we could not continue a quote unquote forever war here in Afghanistan. Um, Mm -hmm. I I think this was something like this was bound to happen. Um, and yeah, you see people saying, no, this wasn't inevitable. We could have planned better. We could have done this. And no, maybe, maybe whatever. there's some things around the margin that could be a little better or a little worse, Exactly. but, but they're around the margin. Not- the general outlines of this were one way or another, it was going to be a mess. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, like, I guess the best possible scenario I could imagine is maybe if we'd spent the last few months secretly getting people out of the country. Without, but like, like but nobody how, would have figured that out. Exactly. Like, you know, you can't, you can't remove like a hundred thousand people from a country. You can't evacuate like a couple of hundred thousand people. Like just, you know, like nobody's noticing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you even say it and you can't get through it without laughing. Right. It's right. It's not a realistic scenario. And if you had started doing it, it, it you know, at scale, a lot of this would just, what we're seeing now would have just happened earlier. And I saw, you know, people were arguing about, uh, you know, could we have made our last stand instead of at Kabul airport at Bagram air base? Cause it's better defended, et cetera. People pointed out that, okay, maybe the air base was, but the routes into that air base from Kabul and from other places were choke points, you know? So like you would have the same issues with people attacking, like, people trying to get there 
you know so especially with the again with the amount of people we're talking about we're not listen we're not talking about loading like one airplane we're talking about 20,000 people we're talking about jesus i mean what it's like uh, for like about 80 flights evacuation flights going out a day about that it's crazy yeah I mean, you know, it's it's a it's a lot of fucking people we're moving. Indeed, we'll see how it plays out. Um, I th- I I think uh, that's all we have for Afghanistan this time. Uh, so let's take a break, uh, and we will come back and we'll talk about the just as cheery topic of the pandemic. celebrates the classic horror and science fiction films from the silent era through the 1960s and retro TV horror from the 1950s to the 1970s. Visit creepyclassics.com for all your classic video needs. And when you buy something, tell Ron that the curmudgeons say hello. Okay, we are back. It is time for Pandemic. As usual, I will start with stats. Uh, worldwide, uh, you know, deaths has flattened out. Um, it's no longer increasing. It has actually been very, very flat for over two weeks now. We'll see if it actually starts decreasing at some point, but at least it's not going up anymore. And, and cases is just about the same. It's also pretty flat for the last couple of weeks. Um, U.S., um, we're not quite flat yet. It's still, deaths is still going up. Uh, cases are still going up. Uh, but both the, in, in the case of both of those, the rate of increase has decreased. Um, so that's where we are in terms of worldwide and U.S. stats. Uh, where do you want to take this conversation this time, Yvonne? Well, I mean... There's so many things going on under the numbers, right? Yeah. In, in terms of uh, how um, governments are fighting with even their own constituents, you know, in terms of mandates and other things and so forth. And I, I, I guess you know the biggest the biggest problem that we've had is the fights between uh, governors and their legislatures and counties. Yeah. Uh, and school districts in terms of mandates and, you know, what they, they are allowed to do as a rule or not, uh, especially in places where uh, infections are through the roof. I mean, you've got this combination of places with, well, I think the ones with the worst cases are low vaccine rates combined with stubborn uh, Republican governors that basically are against any uh, uh, mandates of any kind, and but then you add, of course, the fact that those people aren't vaccinated because they're watching Fox News and they're re- they're, they're listening about Invermectin, right? 
And so instead of taking a vaccine, they're stuffing, you know, themselves with, uh, what is it? A dewormer? Uh, well, y- yes, they're, they're getting the veterinary version that's used as a horse dewormer. It is actually a medicine that is prescribed for some things for humans as well, but they can't get that because their doctors recognize, because real doctors recognize that there's no significant evidence that it helps with COVID and there is evidence about side effects that are negative. Um, so real doctors aren't prescribing this stuff for humans. So people are going to like feed stores and getting the version that people give to horses. Right. And then uh, they go and shit themselves at supermarkets. All all kinds of horrible side effects. All kinds of pe- people aren't... Like, let's just... I don't even want to go there. Like, people... There is a proper human dose of this stuff for certain conditions. But the people who are out there taking it aren't even doing that. <laughs> They're just grabbing the horse pills and eating them. Right. However many they think. And, you know, like, oh, is if two is good for a horse, maybe I should take four. What? <laughs> wait, wait, what? You know, I, I don't know. It, it's just, and, and again, this is one of those things where there, it, it, it's like that, what was that other medicine, the HCQ or whatever? from Hydro, hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, that stuff. Um, it's very similar. In that there were one or two non-randomized studies early on that showed perhaps some promise of something. Um, but as research continued and better studies were done with more controls, they found at best nothing, you know, and possible harm. Okay, so I noticed that they mentioned this website called FLCCC, which I just went to, and this is a very scary place, okay, okay. where they get this information. Um, it is the uh, uh, Alliance, FLCCC Alliance, Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance, Prevention and Treatment Protocols for COVID-19. Here's a problem with this, that this is all... The, one of the first links I, I have is like get Invermectin. Yeah. And um uh and then it's the totality of the evidence account summary of the evidence for Invermectin in COVID nineteen. Um why is the FDA attacking a safe, effective drug, Invermectin, a promising COVID treatment and prophylaxis? And they, they say that it's almost like a vaccine. Okay. Here. Yeah, of course. Holy shit. Jesus Christ. Israeli scientists say COVID-19 could be treated for under a dollar a day. Oh, fuck. Come on, man. Come the fuck on, man. Jesus Christ. How can't we... Sh- Why can't we shut a place like this? Fuck. I mean, this is... I mean, this is dangerous. There's a map of Invermectin adoption on here. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I mean, it's like, oh. Wow. Okay. Why the hell is Google, like, not, like, limiting this result? Seriously. What? 
did you search directly? I mean, I just found it by searching for their name. I mean, you want Google not to not to bring that up? It's COVID misinformation. Yeah. You know, I'd go maybe with labeling it or something, but yeah. I mean, this is like dangerous. This is dangerous. Don't they like block jihadist like search results and shit like that? What difference is this? I I I don't know. Uh, I, I yeah, obviously they they do some manipulating of the search results for certain things. Um but yeah, I don't know. And and like Google's Google's a private company too. So like, you know, it's not it's not government censorship. If you know the URL, you can still go to it. Right. Don't but but I'm like, okay, but it's like, look, if I if I'm if I'm Google, right, and I know that I'm I'm helping people get things that are gonna get them killed, I I, I would say, well, maybe it's a good idea, maybe we we block this. I don't know. It the, the problem is it it's yo know, they already do that. I know they you know, they already do this. Yeah, they 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 do it for certain types of cases, yeah. Um the thing is too i i mean i i you can argue about that but the the fundamental thing that keeps getting me the more i see about these about the people who are you know oh no the vaccine makes you magnetic or oh no let me right. let me take this horse dewormer or you know maybe i should take you know mega doses of vitamins or whatever random crap that people are coming up with that week you know is is like the complete disconnect and i mean it all comes down to i guess the sort of like well who do you trust and if you start to come at it from a point of view of you don't trust the mainstream media you don't trust the any the government you don't trust anybody in a position of authority if you start with that then these people who are putting out messages that say, yeah, the government is lying to you, the vaccine is harmful, this stuff is great for you, then I guess you're you're receptive to that message at that point. But how do you I, – I don't know the right way to combat that, you know? Okay, so here we go. So they've got this document here that iMask Plus, Prevention and Early Outpatient Treatment Protocol – for COVID-19. I mean, these assholes are publishing this thing, okay, in which the prevention protocol is Invervectin, Gargle Mouthwash, Vitamin D3, Vitamin C, Quiricetin, Zinc, and Melatonin. Apparently, melatonin is magical in preventing COVID-19. Okay. Look. Look. I mean, I want to find whoever fucking you know, if 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 it was in the old days where this was at a server, a physical server sitting somewhere, I would fucking find this thing right now and put a bomb in it. <laughs> now, now, Yvonne, you are not advocating violence. The server, the server, not advocating killing anybody. I'm just going to destroy the server. Okay. Uh huh. But of course, you know, now in the cloud, I can't even do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and this, this is insane. This this is the reason why, you know, we we are having problems getting to enough vaccination here. This is why we right. have huge portions of the country that are having a major issue now to something that is 
very preventable at this point. And of course, people also point out like, well, you know, you've got breakthrough cases. So what good is the damn vaccine? Uh, first of all, they're much, you're, you're much less likely to get it. And if you do get it, it's going to be much less severe. It, it's, it's just all or nothing. Well, uh, you know, you, they got it even though they had the vaccine. So the vaccine is useless. Yeah. All of this is like, every time I start reading about these people who are doing, who are very actively anti-vax and are instead looking into these, you know, snake oil treatments instead of the thing. We've, we've got effective treatments for COVID now. I mean, they could be better, but frankly, you know, the monoclonal antibodies that we've talked about before are a good treatment if you've already got the thing. Right. Um, you know, there are other sets of drugs that are being used together that are also very effective. There, there are things that have been proven by medical science that are working. Now, do we wish they worked better? Do we wish we had even better treatments? Of course yes. we, of course yes. we, of course. Of course yes. we do. Yes, of course. Yes. But. But. But that doesn't mean you go to something for which you got, you don't have. It's just, I, I, I'm left flabbergasted every time I think about it. Yeah. Ignore all the things that have been proven. Go for something that some random joker on the internet is pushing instead that has very flimsy, if any, evidence behind it. Um, and, and, and why? 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 Can, can we not be this stupid? Listen, here's the thing. They're, 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 they're selling this, this thing saying it's a dollar a day. Look, COVID vaccine itself, a, a dose is like worth 20 bucks. Yeah. Okay? And by the way, they're not paying for it. So yeah. why the fuck are these morons, okay, with something that is scientifically proven that works, okay? You know, not taking that, right? But we'll take the stupid horse treatment. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a random whack job. Right. <sighs> Be because, Yvonne, if you take the vaccine or if you trust your doctors... You are just giving in to Biden and the socialist communist liberals, and you're giving them what they want. Okay, so wasn't wasn't Trump that developed the vaccine? Oh yeah, yeah, Trump did it in in his backyard laboratory. Right. Yeah. No. I, of course. You know, Trump was taking credit for it. Trump. You know, this is Project Warp Speed or whatever. Oh, Operation Warp Speed. Trump was taking credit for it the other day and was telling people to, to, to take it. And then people started booing him. Yes, th th that is important to mention. Trump mentioned that, you know, yes, people take it. He got booed by his audience. And then he, he said this before, and he said this on TV a few days before he did it in that speech that you mentioned. But each time he's also pivoted very quickly to things like, but this booster shot that Pfizer is pushing, that's just, they're just after money. Yes. Yes, they're just after money. <laughs> oh, man. So. Okay. What an age we live in. The the other thing, a um, couple more things. Um, 
One is, I just want to, I know I've been mentioning this every show for a couple weeks now, but there was another paper that came out this last week about uh, sort of the airborne nature of the disease and how therefore that means ventilation is super, super important. Um, and, and I'm going to keep harping on this because, because again, ventilation has not been politicized. You know, you, you, you get in, if you start talking about masks, you know, there's a political divide there and, you know, you've got some people talking about how you know, trying to pull out their evidence for why mask mandates don't work and masks don't work and blah, blah, blah. And other people pointing out the evidence that it does, by the way. Um, but it's been politicized. So nobody is listening on masks to an unfortunately large degree. Lots of people aren't listening on vaccines either, but nobody is politicized ventilation yet. And the evidence is piling up over and over and over again that ventilation is hugely important. Hugely. And if you're in a building, like a school, even something as simple as opening the damn windows significantly reduces the risk over the course of a day for the kids that are there. It's amazing, huh? And, and, and like... You know, and to be clear, I saw I, I saw some stuff go by earlier today uh, related to one of these studies that, by the way, it has to be continuously open. You can't like close the window and then open it for like you know fifteen minutes every hour or something because uh, if there is COVID in the air, it builds up during those forty five minutes. You have it closed to dangerous levels. So even if you open the window a little bit, it's important to keep it open all the time. But you know, opening the windows, filtration. Uh, you know, if you're in a place with central air, like basically cranking it. Uh, you know, so that the the fan is working as hard as it can. These things make a huge, huge difference, and. The bottom line seems... I think that may be a reason why our classrooms in Florida are better for this. If you think about it, over here, we have AC blasting all the time. Mm. Yeah, maybe. You know, I mean, because, because you know, it's hot, it's 90 degrees. You know, we're not, you know, a lot of places or up north, they don't, they don't, they're not cranking AC like this. You know how it is over here. We crank the AC everywhere. I remember the place I went to high school. Um, and... and you know, because I'm talking about opening windows. The damn place was designed not to have windows. There was that whenever the thing was built, there was an educational theory going around that letting kids see outside was distracting, so they wouldn't learn. Oh, what the fuck? So there were no windows at all in any classroom. There were windows by the entrance to the school, but everywhere else, like you know, just a wall. <laughs> you know, and I'm like. Okay, well, you can't. My old high school, sorry, can't open the windows. There are none. But well, we had well, we had, for example, uh, in Puerto Rico when I was in elementary school. Okay, if you want to believe this, our elementary school. Okay, only the first graders had air conditioning. Yeah, second grade and above was unair conditioned in Puerto Rico. Okay, all right. This is you know, look, it's very hot. We had fans. We had all the windows open, so in Puerto Rico, in that school, that wouldn't be a problem. Right. Although I, you know, so th that that wouldn't be a thing. But you know, so we had that. But Jesus Christ, I mean, you know, yeah. So anyway, I I'm like, why isn't there a big, big 
push on ventilation everywhere. There needs like, and you know, the, I, let, let me get the, um, hold on. Let me get the reference. Okay. So for more information on what I'm talking about on my, this latest, um, this latest report, uh, there's a thread by Jose Luis Jimenez, uh, the Twitter handle. Jose Luis Jimenez. There you go. Uh, thank you, Yvonne. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, I'm a gringo. I'm sorry. Um, that was a, that was an excellent gringo pronunciation of Jimenez. <laughs> Jimenez? Jim, Jim, Jimenez. Anyway, uh, his Twitter handle is J-L-J-C-O-L-O-R-A-D-O. Um, he had a long thread on this. Um, the actual article is in, in uh, Science Magazine by uh, AAAS, uh, titled Airborne Transmission of Respiratory Viruses. Uh, if you want to download the PDF and look at all the scientific details, which I have not, uh, but this uh, thread that he put you is bastard is a is you a irresponsible very, bastard. I, I know. I'm sorry. I mean, look, this thread alone. I mean, this is like a uh, what is? I, I'm just looking to see how long this damn thread is. Um, oh my god! Uh, Seventy eight tweets in this thread. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it goes into a lot of detail. And what, one of the things, um, that was mentioned here, what was the thing that was mentioned here? Hold on. I know I had a point here. Um, (laughs) so if you go to this thread, it's got lots of really good details about, first of all, the evidence that the virus really is airborne. And that, by the way, is distinguishing people talked from the beginning about droplet transmissions. Right. Um, but droplets is a very different thing. Droplets is little blobs of liquid that you exhale that drop to the ground very, very quickly. Um, and so that's why people were talking about surfaces and all this stuff and cleaning surfaces at the very beginning of the pandemic. Um, the evidence is now very, very strong that primary, tr- the primary transmission is actually fully airborne. That means particles that are light enough that they say they stay suspended in the air for extended lengths of time. It's more like smoke. Okay. And I, I remember talking like last year sometime about sort of, I had a mental model that if you're close enough to somebody that if they were smoking, you could smell the smoke, you should be concerned. And it turns out that's kind of right. Um, and if, so if you imagine a room that has, if you're in a room and you imagine two or three people in that room are COVID infected and they were smoking a cigarette, if you are close enough to them to smell that you would be smelling the smoke if they were smoking and the ventilation is such that you would smell the smoke, then you are potentially exposing yourself if they were, if they were a carrier of the virus, right? Now, now here's the thing, going with your analogy. Now, viral load is important. Yes. So if you're in a room with the windows open, right? Yes. And the air is just circling through and somebody's smoking, you just may get a whiff of it and it's gone. Okay. Exactly. All right. But if the room is enclosed and somebody's smoking, the room is just filling up a fucking smoke. Exactly. And that and and it seems like as the evidence has come in, uh, 
it's more and more clear that's the sort of right mental model. Now, it is, a, like you said, viral load matters. It's a little bit more complicated. Some some people are emitting lots of smoke, some very little, blah, blah, blah. Right. But the basic idea that this is something that hangs out in the air, and if you've got good ventilation, it'll blow it away, and you don't have to worry about it as much. Right. But if you are in a closed room with very little ventilation, then this stuff just builds up and builds up and builds up. And if you've got, you know, like, like talk about the classroom analogy. If you got, you know, 20, 30 kids in a room and one of them is, you know, let's say your fifth graders like smoking all day long. Um, you know, that, that room. You don't have fifth graders smoking all day long. Did they ever, did we ever have fifth graders smoking all day long? I mean, I don't think that even back like 50 years ago. we had. Anyway, if all the windows are shut, absolutely. The room is going to get filled up. Everybody there is at risk. Maybe we had teachers smoking. I, I'm, I'm guessing that there had to be teachers that were smoking 50 years ago in the classroom, right? Yeah, I'm sure. But as you said, but as you said, if you open the windows, if you have a fan blowing, then it helps with that. Now, can you still fill up the room? room can you still fill up the room with smoke if you're in there long enough? If there are enough people infected, sure, of course you can. But it helps. Um, and so that that's sort of uh, the the right model here. And it seems like this is something that uh, the the medical establishment has resisted somewhat. Um, but the evidence has been accumulating over the course of the last year and a half. And it seems really clear that this is what's going on at this point. And that's why I'm like, ventilation, ventilation, ventilation. Yes, masks are politicized. Yes, vaccines are politicized. But open the window and stick a fan in it, blowing the air out. Yo, can we at least do that? <laughs> You know, um, and so anyway, this thread is very good, goes into a lot of detail, also talks about uh, filters and what what works and what doesn't work there. You don't even need HEPA filtering. Something short of HEPA will also help, um, you know, so yeah, it's just a probably a plane, and a good filter, you know, yeah. and air blowing through it. That's it. Yeah. And people say, you know, most people, uh, you know, you mentioned UV. It sounds like most experts prefer filtration over UV. But as we talked about before, these sort of electronic ion things actually make no, no, those are no. Those are no. No, I got, I mean, I've got, well, we have filtration and UV. It's not just UV. I mean, yeah, yeah. Right. If you both is better than either, but if you have to pick one, pick the filtration over the UV. Filter right? filtration. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. right. No, um, yeah, definitely the filtration is a is the primary thing. I got UV as a secondary thing. Yeah, no. right, right. Um. So anyway, and then on masks, the other thing I'll mention on masks is there's also accumulating evidence of stupidity causing COVID. Yes, that, but also. Um, while any mask is better than nothing, the absolutely huge difference in in based on mask quality too, and so in places that have really high you know rates right now, like it it actually is important. Don't just do a, a cloth mask with no filter. You want to do medical grade, maybe even N95. You know. Well, it, here's the thing. Sur here's the one thing. Surgical masks have been shown to be. On average, three times better than cloth. Yeah, than homemade cloth, and so I think that's a that's a big thing. I've been one that basically you've been doing the medical mask the whole time, the the whole time. Yeah, and I and I've I've been doing cloth with a filter, uh, and then I upgraded to N95 a couple months ago. Um, but 
you know, yeah, like there's there's a spectrum here, right? And you know, a cloth mask is better than nothing. A cloth mask with a filter is better than the plain cloth mask. Is better than the plain cloth mask. Multiple layers are better than single layers. Medical is better than cloth. Uh, N95 is better than medical. The w- one interesting thing on one of these studies actually showed, though, the N95, the fit is important, though, because a loosely fitting N95 turns out to be no better than a cloth mask, if not, and potentially even worse, because the air just squirts around on the side. Uh, I will say, though, that this is also the, whenever you're talking about masks, there's, there's three different things to look at. Um, it's protection for the wearer, uh, protection for people the wearer comes in contact with, and then there's changes to the transmission rates based on certain percentage of people wearing the masks. And those three things are all different. And I've seen whenever people start trotting out masks don't work, um, they're often sort of generalizing from something on one of those specific things to the others in an inappropriate way. And also, even on top of that, there's whether or not mask mandates work, which is very different than do the masks work, because that also takes into account into account compliance and do people actually do what they're told and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so there are, there are a whole bunch of different ways to look at it, and that's part of what causes all the confusion here. Um, but I, I think it, it's clear that Forget about mask mandates because people don't follow them, but actual high usage of masks does help with transmission. The overall community transmission reduces when there's higher mask usage. Um, and, but there's lots of confounding variables. So that's very confusing. And again, that's why, okay, fine. That's, that's been politicized. Let's deal with the ventilation instead. Right. And yes, people take your stupid vaccines, even though that's been politicized. I mean, what do we have to do? And yeah. And, I mean, and, you're that politicized. You got put, listen, Donald Trump says, get your vaccine. L- listen, you fucking Republican bastards. What else do you want? Trump, he's a rhino. Forget him. Uh, I mean, Mitch McConnell, Donald Trump, Mike Pence. I mean, yes, what, yes. you know, come on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. It's it's not even, you know, it. it lots of Republicans have said the right thing on this. Um, yes, but there's an even larger group who are just completely down the rat hole and won't listen to any of it, even if their own leaders say it. No, I know. Right. It'll just take in Vermectin. Fuck. Um. So, fuck. Okay. All right. Well, we beat this to death. Okay. All right. So, all right. Yeah. Okay. I I, I feel like there's something else about school openings or something, but I don't know. We, we, the evidence is still coming in on that. Your school's still doing okay? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, there was like, I mean, we've had a whole bunch of controversy related to people like arguing about masking in schools and the debate. But the truth is that, you know, the, the school boards and just about everybody have held firm in Texas. I know. And here the school boards that have demanded it, they they've done so and they've stuck with it. You know, there was I shared an incident about there's this one school in, in Fort Lauderdale. It's been open for a couple of weeks. They, they've had like they have 2000 students. They have had like one covid case. OK, right. And there is this dad that basically was trying to who has been turned away from school already multiple times. OK, trying to 
force his way into the school with his daughter unmasked. And he's been turned away every time. This time, some some kid, you know, that I guess had seen it happen the previous four days, went and he was, like, recording with a phone. So this girl went to, like, because she was recording her with a phone, trying to take away his phone because he didn't want to record her. So the guy assaulted the, the student, okay? And, well, he's now in jail. Nice. So I, I, I so I, I'm, you know, you know, this is, but this is this one asshole. There's 2,000 students. They're all wearing masks. Everything's fine. And you got this asshole parent who apparently has been going around town and has gotten himself cited multiple times before, but not thrown in jail. So finally now he's in fucking jail. Yeah. Oh, and I, I remembered I, I was I was listing the different mask types and I sort of got lost in a cloud of whatever there. Uh, I, I wanted to say that the study I was mentioning that sort of ranked the effectiveness of the various masks was one that was specifically looking at if the wearer is infected, how much how how what kind of load of particles escapes the mask? And they were specifically looking at that and it was a mechanical you know, the, you know, they, they had a thing inside a mask pushing out stuff. So it wasn't actually human based, but it, it, it did show the clear difference in the masks. And so I think, you know, this is again, something where if you're talking about, uh, mask mandates and all of this kind of stuff and who's, you know, who's doing what and who, what, what the effectiveness level is of, of mask wearing and stuff. I think it, we are at the point where you do have to pay attention to type, uh, and you need, and if you are in a community where transmission is really bad right now, you should not just be wearing a mask. You should be upgrading the mask you have. Uh, and and again, if, if you want protection of you, you pretty much have to be at the N95 level. But to protect others from you potentially being effective, the better mask you have, the better. Yep. So. Okay. Uh, I, I, I think at that point we're done. Yeah, we should. I'm sure there's more, but I'm done. There's always more. There's always more. There's always more. Uh, Like, uh, you know, in Texas, uh, the governor trying to, you know, make illegal all mandates at any level by any employer, by any organization that takes state funds, whatever. And at first it was only if the vaccine was was emergency use. But now now that uh, Pfizer has been approved for real, now it has to apply to everything. You know, so whatever. Right. Okay. Okay. Done. 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 Yes. So it's time for the stuff at the end. Dun, dun, dun. Stuff. Stuff. We should have a good name for this stuff. I've just been calling it Stuff at the End. I don't know. I, I kind of like that name. Can I be honest? The Stuff at the End? Yeah, that works. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's starting to make me think of the stuff in an Oreo. Like a double oh, stuffed God, Oreo. Are, oh, God, those are good, though. Tell you what. You know, look, I, I will admit that I, I, I lately, the only time I've eaten Oreos is at my brother's house in Texas. He always has Oreos in the pantry. Yeah. And every time I go there, okay, I can't resist grabbing some Oreos. Yeah, there you go. And I'll, look, I, I, I've been trying to be better about, like, sugars in my diet, because my blood sugar is not where it should be. You but fucking I, asshole. But, you know, I'll, you know, if, if, if somebody leaves a cookie around or something, it might go in me. I admit that. 
We need to get you to, we need to get you to report every day, like right now. We need to, we, you cannot sit in front of the fucking computer or something until you get your 10,000 steps. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I should walk or exercise yes! or something. Yeah. Something. I, yeah. I, yeah, I should do that. I, I keep thinking I should, I, I should get my bike out of the garage and get it fixed up and start doing that. That would again. be something. I, you know, I, once upon a time, like decades ago at this point, I enjoyed like riding my bike around. And one of the things that stopped me where I, where I am now and uh, off on a tangent again, I promise it'll be short. Um, in my neighborhood, there wasn't a good sort of block you could ride around or yeah, walk that's, around that's or a, that's, whatever. That's, that's, that's yeah, there, that's a problem. Th- there was, you know, like if you actually wanted to do a complete circuit, like leaving my house and go to the right or the left and go around until you get back to where you started with, um, it used to be that you were talking like a three mile circuit that went on a lot of big roads. Um, you know, uh, but, but, they opened up a new road in my neighborhood. They cut through an area that used to be wooded and connected like two neighborhoods and built a new development there. And now there's a circuit around my house that there is actually something sort of like a block, although it's not like block shaped, um, that you could go around. That's only like half a mile or something. And it's all on residential roads. So now if I wanted to like, go on a nice walk or a bike ride or whatever, there's a little circuit I can go around that doesn't involve having to go on like big, heavily trafficked streets. There you go. Okay. So, so maybe I should do that again. Yes. Yeah. You think so? Yes. Yes. You know, yeah, I, I should. Okay. Anyway, yes, the stuff at the end, uh, you can reach us through, all the usual things. You can find us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash curmudgeons corner. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Abelsme, A-B-U-L-S-M-E. Yvonne is at I am Bo, I-M-B-O-U. You can email us. It's feedback at curmudgeons-corner.com. And if you really like the show, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash curmudgeons corner and give us a little donation at various levels of monthly donation. But I won't recommend it. I don't recommend it. Yes. Duh! I recommend not doing it. At various levels of monthly donation, you can get us mentioning you on the show, us ringing a bell for you, us sending you a postcard. Um, At higher levels, you can get a mug. But really importantly, at $2 a month or more, or if you talk to us in any of those other ways on a regular basis, or even just once, if it was something interesting and good that we liked, then we will invite you to our Curmudgeon's Corner Slack, where Yvonne and I and a bunch of our listeners uh, spend all week long not doing whatever we're supposed to be doing, and instead sharing links and talking about the news of the day. So Yvonne, what are a few things we talked about this week on the Curmudgeon's Corner Slack that we have not talked about on the show? Vroom to doom in 60 seconds. Customers never want to deal with online car seller Vroom again. Apparently they keep, uh, you know, screwing people on like online car sales where they get people. We talked about uh, Benicia, uh, 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 the city of Benicia, where one of our listeners uh, lives, uh, Greg. Uh, They're discussing uh, uh, mask mandates. Shared something about how charging in the U.S. sucks. Okay, all right, from CNBC. Shared how poor Giuliani is going broke. 
<laughs> Do we yeah. feel bad? I, I feel oh, awful. Awful. Yeah, that's terrible. What a shame. Couldn't have happened to a nicer man. Anyway, uh, man photographed on baby uh, as baby on Nevermind cover sues Nirvana alleging child pornography. Okay, uh, <laughs> apparently. I, I'm sorry. No. No. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, it's just you know he's got a he's got problems with his parents. He's got problems with not having a lot of money from that album. Yeah, that's probably a pr- another problem too. Um, uh, two Congress uh, m- members made an, author- an authorized trip to Kabul. Uh, that was like, uh, and the federal judge imposed sanctions on Sidney Powell, Linwood, and another pro-Trump lawyer for basically filing just completely baseless lawsuits. Um, and, uh, we, I think we, we may have casually mentioned that the house like passed the infrastructure thing. I don't think we even did. I don't think we mentioned it at all. Yes. The house passed the next stage of the whole infrastructure week thing. There's still a long way to go, but it passed yet another milestone that people were unsure it was going to pass. There were a bunch of moderate Democrats threatening to like blow it all up. And guess what? They all fell into line. Every single one of them. And, and last but not least, somehow, Matt Getz found some psychopath that wanted to marry him. Yeah. I'm, this is, has to be, I mean, just, I, I mean, either he paid for this bride, or this woman is insane. Well, I was wondering if she was over 18. Well, that too. Yeah. She's insane. So those beautiful tidbits are the stuff that you would find on our Slack. Okay. And with that, yeah, we would love to have you join us on the Slack. Um, And uh, so, yeah, if you haven't already, get in touch with us. Yes. Donate on Patreon. Get invited. For some of you, we've got some invites out there that people have either not yet picked up the invites that we've actually sent out, or in some cases they have, but have like peeked in on the Slack like once, like a year ago and never been back. Um, There are other people who show up on the Slack like once every two or three months. Drop by a little more often. We'd love to have you. Right. You know? Um, And anyway, that's it. Hey, everybody, uh, have a great week. Stay safe and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Later. Bye. Bye.